coming up this week. Disneyland files plans for a new hotel. A new interactive droid is rolling around the launch bay. And Ghost Rider returns to Knott's Berry Farm. Plus later, listener Matt lets us help plan his Disneyland vacation. All that next. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 585 for the week of June 12th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Mary Jo Willie. Hello. Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there. And Tony Spatel. Hello. All right, so we had a little technical difficulties. I apologize to our friends in Mixler. We are not didn't go out live with this show, but it will be up on iTunes, and we will have the uh, our chat with Matt as soon as we can get that up for you. Also, apologize to Rhino, who's supposed to be on the show tonight. He is live in Disneyland, so uh, he was. We weren't able to Skype him in. There's some problems here at the hotel I was staying at. Spoiler alert for a few weeks from now when I review this place. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so but we're here now, and we'll be up on iTunes. Yay. Um, all right. And again, typically you can listen to us live every Sunday night at 7 p.m. on Mixler. Uh, tonight's an exception. Um, and let's see. Let's talk about the rest of our shows, the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show. Um, the one that goes up the same day as this show, they're talking about booking good neighbor hotels at Disneyland. So you want to listen to that one. If you haven't listened to last week's, last week's was about booking, um, the hotels at the Disneyland resort. So they're doing some Disneyland stuff. Next week will be more Disneyland. Of course, uh, the Tuesday show is, or the or Tuesday is our Orlando show. Thursday is the Universal show. And Friday ish is Diz Pop with Rhino Clavin. And then every morning from uh, at 9 a.m. Pacific is the Daily Fix, which you're going to want to listen to. That's your three to four minute dose of Disney news. And then, of course, the reason we were going to have Rhino on is because all month of June we are celebrating Disneyland on the boards and or on on the website and on the boards and on YouTube, all over the place. Uh, we are giving away two trips to the Disneyland Resort. Uh, for four, five day, four night trips. Uh, if you head to www.info.com slash Disneyland, click on the celebrating Disneyland link. There will be details as to how you can win two different ways. There is a social media, uh, contest where you, uh, post on the Diz, the official Diz, uh, Facebook or Twitter pages and use the hashtag send me to Disneyland. You post your favorite Disney memory picture. And then there is a trivia contest. Uh, eight questions throughout the month. You've got to track them all, and then at the end of the month, you will answer them. But you want to go in and pre-register for that because that I think that will put you. I believe that puts you in the, in the drawing as well uh, for the for weekly prizes. And they will also remind you when it's time 
to send in all of your answers. The trivia questions, one a week, will be found on the Diz Unplugged YouTube channel. So that's youtube.com slash Diz Unplugged. And the other question will be found on our show every week for the, for last week and then the next three weeks. Oh, okay. Um, how was everyone's week? Sorry. I, yes. I didn't even say hello. I, I apologize. I was, well, this, last week. This internet, this internet thing has thrown me off. I apologize. Last week, I was in Disney World. Okay. And I had a little funny story. So I go, I had a great, um, I just had a day, so I was able to do a bunch of fun stuff and then one day. But I, had right. a, I, I got to go to Be Our Guest and I had, don't ask me how, just got lucky. And uh, had a great server, amazing server. So I was going to go to Town Hall, uh, City Hall and I fill out the form. And this couple comes up next to us as we're doing the City Hall. And he's like, okay, so we've been here, we were here for today. And we were told that this was like the, this is the Magic Kingdom. This was like the best park. What else is, like, we're done. We've seen everything. <laughs> and I mean, the, the plaid guy was amazing because he didn't give them a look like, are you kidding me? I was almost, I was almost tempted to go over to them and go, are you kidding me? Like, how could you ever say that? It was like, hey, it's the best one and we're kind of done. It's nothing special. And so he sold them on Animal Kingdom. Good thinking, for him. I just couldn't understand how someone could say that. There, there's no way. After one day, you'd be like, "Well, we're done." Like maybe they didn't understand there were rides that you went on. <laughs> I like. I just they were so, and they weren't mean about it, but they were so like, "Yeah, we did it." It was like, so now what? And I thought you need to listen to podcasts. <laughs> Like it was just do so, it again. Yeah, I, I was just so funny that that they were. It's, we, it's 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 pretty. We liked all the trees. Yeah, I just I I couldn't like I really wanted to like go up to them and go. Wait, what did you do? <laughs> like did they did they wonder what all those lines were for? I, I just don't know how you could have done everything. You couldn't have. They didn't no. have kids, so obviously you know they they could have been pretty mobile. But I was just I'm like going around. But I was just so. And they were so kind of like, yeah, this is it. But you know what? I should have said you need to listen to the Diz Unplugged podcast, but I did not. Because I was just more taken aback <laughs> by I never thought in my right. entire life would I ever hear those exact words. We've seen it all. Now what? Now what? What's? Can you give us a better thing than this? Because we're kind of down on this whole Disney World Magic Kingdom thing. Okay. So anyways, I just thought that was funny. That was it. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> um, has anybody gone into Gone Hollywood lately, the store in Hollywood Land? No. Not it used, lately. No. It used to be, what, mostly like women's fashionable type merchandise? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so now. a few men's stuff in the corner. Yeah, okay. Uh, the left side is now Star Wars. The right side is Marvel. Wow, that's wow. a big change. Interesting. Yeah. So that's all that's in there is Star Wars and Marvel now. Well, I always wondered who bought anything in that shop. So it's right, right, probably for the best. Yeah, it just would be nice if it were unique items that weren't <laughs> elsewhere in the park. Right. Yeah. Or outside Disneyland, you know, when you get when you get something from there, it would be nice if that would be a true souvenir. Right. Right. Um, also, notice that House of Blues. It looks like they're taking a little longer for their changeover because I thought it was they originally said summer 
that it was reopening, but now their website is saying fall 2016. What's that again for, Tom? House of Blues. Oh, oh. wow. Yeah, saying so fall 2016. Um, if you go to their Facebook page, though, they are running a contest to earn, to get, to win VIP passes to like their grand opening. So you might want to, if you're interested, you might want to go over and do that. Um, any other housekeeping? I have just a quick reminder, but go ahead, Michael. No, no, go ahead. If yours is quick, mine's a little um, Mine is just, don't forget that what's opening up this uh, next weekend and who's going to go. Well, that's a cryptic little um, one. <laughs> Shanghai. Just, 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 just in case I, I didn't want to step on your toes, Michael. But yeah, soaring, soaring over the world opens up this weekend at Disneyland in the California Adventure. So, and you're going? I plan. Oh heck yeah, I'm going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I plan. I, I will probably go on Friday and be there at park opening, mm-hmm. so that I can go. But so I can go on it. Cool. Yep. Get your fast pass. Or, All right, Michael. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> she no, wasn't done. Okay. No, that's it. Okay. <laughs> Michael. Okay. Well, first, I, I know we all we all send our thoughts and prayers to our friends in Orlando. Thank and you, everyone Michael. affected by that. And just, and everybody who was affected. Yeah. Well, the country's affected. I mean, this yeah. is just a horror. And um, so definitely, you know, I know we've been in touch with um our colleagues on the walt disney world team and and thankfully they're all safe but you know i do know of people who have are still awaiting word on um friends and all that and so uh anyway so just you know our i know all of our all of our prayers go out to them so but uh well you might remember a, a couple of things that i want to bring up you might remember that I talked a week or two ago about the Van Eaton Gallery is having yet another <laughs> collect, um, auction, just when you thought they'd run out of Disney collectibles, right? Mm-hmm. And I did get my catalog. And so, of course, I sat down, as I always do with one of these little uh, little auctions, and I found something that, uh, that I think matches each of our team members. I can't wait. That, I'm that so they excited. Would... Oh, good. Well, Tony, I just turned to actually yours okay. in the book. Now, now, Tony, y- you and I are discerning gentlemen. Yes, and, and we t- definitely. When we- I think of us and what are what makes us similar, it's the discerning gentleman. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know our, our appearance. You know, we're always very dapper, mm-hmm. very well groomed. So for you, I thought a Mickey Mouse wooden brush set in a leather case uh, yes. that was made by the Henry L. Hughes Company in the 1930s. And this is a standard version of the hair and clothes brushes from the Henry L. Hughes Company. And it features a Mickey Mouse logo on the surface of the brushes. And it Ooh. comes in the original genuine leather zipper case, which is made from authentic cowhide. Um, and it Ooh. comes with a small black comb. Uh, so popular in that day and and it it it's very compact it's four and a half inches by two inches by one and a half inches and that's the size of the brushes the case is six inches by four and a half inches by two inches it's in very good condition um and they're they're anticipating this will go between 200 and 400 dollars oh easy i'll get two of yeah. them oh yeah well let's hope there are two <laughs> Okay, for Mary Jo, 
Uh, there, uh, this, now, oh, the way the catalog works is it really is, it, it starts from like day one of Walt's sort of life and career, and it just goes through the years. It's, it's a, a nice little history book, goes through each of the films. There's memorabilia of everything, all the way up to the theme parks, up to Disneyland primarily. And for you, in the sort of the 1930s section, um, Mary Jo, it's the Three Caballeros section. Ooh. I thought you'd like this. I I just thought you would enjoy these. It's a Three Caballeros limited edition Quivossier gallery cells. And Quivossier was the very first gallery that thought that there was a market for the Disney cells that they were tossing away or they were cleaning and reusing. So they, they started to market them in San Francisco in their galleries. They, they, didn't you know mount them the way we would now they put them in frames and all of that so the this is a pair of those uh, limited editions from the three caballeros the artwork is still in the original mats with the quavossier gallery stickers on the reverse and the original um, front stickers are there also these are it appears they're from the segment that where the artistry was inspired by mary blair you might remember there was a scene where they talk about about Christmas and how the little children go through the 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 town um, and they reenact sort of Mary and Joseph wandering. Las Posadas. That's it. These mm-hmm. are two of the children from the mats. It's a little boy and a little girl in very simple native dress, and they're each holding a candle. And it's in very much the style of Mary Blair. And, and has a beautiful little border on them. Um, the, the mats have yellowed a bit from age and there's some staining and wear and tear, but both. But so have I, so. <laughs> <laughs> you have a little staining? Oh, okay. Um, I, I've yellowed with age. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's probably the alcohol. Um, <laughs> but it's, it says these are in fine condition <laughs> and they anticipate they'll go from 500 to $700. Anyway, that's, so keep, that 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 would go right up with my name that Dave Alvinzino made for me. So it, it would actually, <laughs> and these these are just really sweet. You you know me well. We'll sound right at, right up my alley to tell you the truth. Good, good. For Nancy, who's not with us today, uh, you know Nancy. You know when she dresses up, she uh, you know in her Dapper Days outfit, which uh-huh. I know we we all we all remember. Uh, she also she will sometimes wear hats. This I found for her. This is in the 1964 era Mary Poppins. This is a rare souvenir Mary Poppins hat that oh, used wow. to be sold at Disneyland. It is. Uh, it was uh, only sold for a very short time. It's in very good condition. It, this is a rare item. What it is, it's a straw hat, has a huge red ribbon around it, and then a big uh, sort of like a logo in front that says Walt Disney's Mary Poppins with a stylized sort of image of Mary. There are some uh, uh, felt flowers around on the brim and then on what looks like a fuzzy pipe cleaner, a very tall yellow um, felt flower with uh, a leaf on it. So it's it's very cute. They believe this one will go from $300 to $500. Wow. 
For myself, I, I, it's usually one of two things I always seem to, to go for. Uh, you know, Walt Disney enjoyed making miniatures, and you know that's why we have Storybook Land. That's why he had the Carrollwood Pacific Railway in his backyard. One of the things that you can see at the Walt Disney Family Museum in San Francisco are the little pot-bellied stoves that Walt Disney made by hand that he would give out as gifts. And if you, anybody who thinks that Walt was not a craftsman needs to look at these pot-bellied stoves. They are absolutely beautiful in their detail and in their artistry that it, it, the painting that and things that he did on these. So they have a Walt Disney personally made miniature um pot-bellied stove that he made in the 1950s and he made these, uh, he hand-painted each one, and he sold them through a store in New York City. These are extremely rare, and they're about five and a half inches tall. Um, one, this one is unfortunately missing its two doors. Otherwise, it's in good condition. And that's, they anticipate that will go for eight to $10,000. But yes, one of the things I do not have in my collection is something actually made by Walt or his autograph. But so, so that's what I, that's what I have my eye on. Like I, I will really bid. Uh, but um, <laughs> now for Tom, this is a tough one. Now you know Tom is is a you know a big executive with you know the Diz Unplugged, you know, <laughs> our, our host and producer. He he corrals us much like trying to corral those Disneyland cats, hurting mm-hmm. cats. Yes. And so he of course needs an office to suit his position and stature in the Diz. And those of you who listened to Connecting with Walt when Craig and I toured Walt's office that had been restored, or if you saw Saving Mr. Banks, you saw some of the beautiful furniture in um, in Walt's office that was designed by Kim Weber, who designed uh, much of the studio, but the studio furnishings in that streamlined modern style, or modern style. And every once in a while, this these items pop up. These are beautiful. It is a whole set. It is, uh, it is an animator's desk with an animator's Ooh. disc, a closet um, or a wardrobe, a desk lamp, a desk chair, a floor lamp, the airline chair, which is absolutely beautiful in its just design and its lines. I saw all of these in in Walt's office. Um, there's also, it, it didn't belong to uh, this collection, but they have do have a storyboard, um, you know, corkboard that goes along with this, with, mm-hmm. a ste- with a set of the studio push pins. And what they've done is they've reproduced uh, a photostat storyboard um, by, that was done by Bill Pete. And so, so um, anyway, so the, this whole set, Tom, I think would be perfect. For mm-hmm. you, when you're we're working on the show, of course, and they they, they anticipate this will go for a mere. Now remember, this is from the Walt Disney <laughs> Studios. So I mean, for all we know, Walt sat in this chair <laughs> uh, and and hung his sweater in this wardrobe. Sixty thousand to eighty thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, but Tom can afford it. That's oh, the difference sure, yes. the rest of us. Well, he is a big executive with the <laughs> Disney. Exactly. Of so anyway, so the auction is everything is can still be previewed at the Van Eaton Galleries Tuesday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. June 17th. You can also call to request uh, an off-hour appointment starting Saturday, June 18th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. 
the uh, doors will open at 9.30 a.m. for um, the live bidding. And also there is going to be online bidding as well. There's also There will also be um, um, phone bidding and absentee bidding. You do have to register in advance for all that. So we will have a link in our show notes to the Van Eaton um, galleries and this particular auction so you can find out more information on that. So very fun. And, and I have one other real quick rapid fire, or, um, I'm sorry, housekeeping that we've been talking about, but now this has made it all over the, the interwebs. And, you know, the, we were running our Disneyland Diamond 60th anniversary, you know, contest here on the Diz. And, you know, they've confirmed, I guess, that it's running through September 5th, 2016. And I think we've assumed that a lot of the events are going to still remain like, you know, like for the 50th, the basically the fireworks right. show stayed for 10 years. So, and right. Disneyland forever, right? Right. <laughs> well, you know what? It, it look, it's looking more and more that these rumors are picking up um, speed and that this might not all be forever. Yeah. Um, really? First, yeah. first up is World of Color. It's pretty much becoming a given from what I'm hearing that this show will end September 5th. And it looks like they're going, it's going to revert to its um, previous iteration. Um, paint the night. It's again, that rumor that it is going to end and go to Walt Disney World and we're going to get the return of our beloved Main Street Electrical, Electrical Parade. Looks like it's happening more and more now. That rumor. And I don't Dis know that I'm happy about that. I'm not at all. And I was one of the ones that really wanted that parade back, but uh -huh. it's, um, they no, soiled it. We, we don't want it back. That's right. Well, you know they probably didn't take care of it. No, they didn't. <clears throat> well, you know what, Michael? I'd want the original back, which we're n we wouldn't get. I don't you even know. know where, I, does that even exist anymore? No, no. They've, 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 they've cannibalized that parade. They finally gave us one that was worthy of Disneyland, and now you're telling us they're going to strip it from us again. Th that's the rumor. But it's, <laughs> Have you heard a date on that? It's everything right now is September fifth. That's okay. the only guarantee we have. The, the the only caveat to that one, Michael, is they've just started selling dining packages right. for the electrical parade. Electrical at parade Walt Disney or paint World? the night. <laughs> electrical parade at Walt Disney World. Oh um, yeah. Well, you know they could they could end those anytime they wanted. Right. But I <laughs> but, mean, is how far is dining? How far out is dining for? Yeah, I don't know how far out they're booking those right now. Yeah, I know for that Jungle Book spectacular at Animal Kingdom, they're mm -hmm. still booking those packages in December. Yeah. So I don't know what's happening with all the yeah. rivers of light out there. Um, the and the wonderful Disneyland Forever, um, fireworks show. It looks like that may close mainly because of the Star Wars construction. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And that they're because they're worried about, you know, that's a huge show. And, you know, the issues they have with uh, fires starting with the fireworks shows. Mm -hmm. So they, they it, the, the story going around is that is going to shut down. And we may go back to that. You fantasy know, that in really the sky. Little fantasy in the sky. One. Yeah. Not uh, even Magic Cow for the for the summer. No, well, no, this is not not till September 5th. So. Mm hmm. So yeah, we'll get so all of these fantasy in the sky and then the Christmas fireworks, probably. Yeah. And so, Halloween anyway, screams. 
that's so that's the sort of the latest on what's going on there. So definitely, you know, folks, if you want to go see Disneyland's sixtieth um anniversary events, get there before September fifth. Enter our contest. Maybe you can get mm-hmm. there free. Tom will talk a little more about there you that. Go. Um, I forgot to mention this this week's um, uh, inf- special videos and things are about dining, so those are oh, really really fun. And so I think we're talking about snacks, we're talking about sit down, we're talking about counter service, so all kinds of fun stuff. <clears throat> so I went out to Knott's Berry Farm this morning to check out the new Ghost Rider and to check out the new Wild West stunt show. Oh. And oh, how was it? Um, Ghost Rider is awesome. Um, I wouldn't go on that ride before. I, I went on it once or twice, but it was just so rough. And now it's like, it's, I mean, it's still a wooden roller coaster, but it's really, really smooth. Um, they banked the curves. Nice. Uh, yeah. Um, this is, this is an awesome attraction now. It's, it's, it's up there with, Maybe Colossus. Hmm. At, oh, wow. I, I've that's always, nice. Yeah. I've the always old liked Colossus. it. The old Colossus. Yeah. Old. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed it, but the last time I rode on it, it had become so rocky that I right. had a huge headache afterwards, and I was, I refused to ride it. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad you said what you did. Now, if you have an annual pass, or sorry, a season pass for Nutsbury Farm, I, you can get in, I think, a half hour early. So go straight there. Um, I did that. I got into the park. I didn't get there half hour early. I got there maybe 20 minutes early or 20, 15 minutes early. Went straight there. And it was still almost 40 minutes before I got on the ride. Wow. So, and then by the time I got off the ride, it was like an hour and 45. If the line is backed all the way up to that entrance, it's like two, a two hour line. Um, and I don't know that any attraction is worth that. It may be that may be it may be time to buy yourself a, the the fast pass thing, whatever they call it there at Knotts. But it's it's a great improvement for Ghost Rider, so that's kind of cool. Well, West End Show. Um, I don't know. I wasn't impressed. <laughs> Um, this was is, it. Was it kind of the same? Was it very different than the you have? I don't have remember you ever the old. I don't remember the old one. Okay. Uh, I haven't one, seen it since I was a boy, and I loved yeah. it. But I, I'm a sucker for stunt shows. This one had a cast of let's see, seven maybe. Um, there was a banjo player that was kind of the narrator, and then three good guys and three bad guys. Um, and they were, they were supposed that there was some, you know, backstory about the two, two feuding families. And, you know, so these people came to town to put on the show and then the bad guys interrupted it. But a lot of it was just physical stunts or like fighting, just tumbling and fighting and, and that kind of stuff. There was, I think, one or two falls. Um, the explosion was, Eh. So, I thought it was kind of cheesy, myself. I think it was always cheesy, though, yeah. in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. That was half the fun. It was, yeah, it was <laughs> kind of a campy type of show. Yeah. Um, But I, it there was 
I got there, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes before the show started and, and was right in the middle. So it, it's, it's, it's still, it's fun, but I, I, I don't know. I was, I was, maybe I was expecting too much. Anyway. All right. Uh, and we talked about the contest for, uh, the celebrating Disneyland promotion. This week's trivia question. Here we go. Oh, this should be good. <clears throat> me, me. Oh, yeah. Who wrote these? Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. The launch of this attraction on June 11th, 2007. Hey, that was like yesterday. Was the first major theme park project for Bob Iger, CEO of the Walt Disney Company, as well current CEO of the Walt Disney Company, as well as the first major project for John Lasseter in his role as principal creative advisor for Imagineering. So this was the first project for both Iger and Lasseter. Wow. Uh, A, Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage. B, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. C, Mickey's Sensational Parade. Or D, Pixie Hollow. Again, the launch of this attraction on June 11, 2007 was the first major theme park project for Bob Iger, CEO of the Walt Disney Company, as well as the first major project for John Lasseter in his role as Principal Creative Advisor for Imagineering. A. Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage B. Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters C. Mickey Sensational Parade Or D. Pixie Hollow So again, head to wdwinfo.com slash Disneyland. Click on the Celebrating Disneyland button and all the information will be there. Alright, it's time for news. Tony... All so right. we got to we we're saving all this money on fireworks and what are we spending it on? Droids. <laughs> droids. Droids. <laughs> that's yeah. not the story. I, that's not the story I thought he was going for, but okay, droids. Oh well, no, it's funnier to go that route. I so, know it is. Disneyland is testing new interactive droids that will roam its expanded Star Wars lands. So the company is currently in the process of converting. Sorry, I, I didn't do another part. Uh, I went to another source. Tom, aren't you proud of me? It's a tech Ooh, source. Good, My good. tech and Disney came together. Nice. But then when you're reading nice. it, they're talking about stuff that we all already know. Like, oh, they're going to put Star Wars in Disneyland? Anyway, so yeah. I don't need to read that part. But um, it's been spotted. The new interactive droid called Jake. Let's take a pause right there. Jake is the name of a droid? Like half the Named kids after- I taught, I think Michael have taught are called Jake. I don't feel like. Droid is the name. Jake is the name for a droid, but oh, it's probably a homage to little Jake Lloyd. Yeah, I was going to say the worst actor ever. Um, Well, fine, make me look like I don't know anything, which I don't. But I still don't like the name. Dang it, you guys suck. Whatever, I'm quitting. I'm done. (laughs) Okay, Tony, if you if you were, I I agree, it's an uninspired name for a droid. But if you were uh, in charge of Imagineering for a day, what would that what would you have named Some, it? Some, like, letter-number combination. Obviously, BB-8, R2-D2, maybe, like, R2-8. Like, it's a, it's like the the illegitimate son of the two. Or daughter, <laughs> for that case. Maybe uh, maybe it's JK-... Yes, okay, I would have been okay with that. JK-8, yeah, that uh, yes, makes sense. That would have, I would have been a little happier with that, even though... J-8-K? Yeah, something like that. Oh, I like that. Okay. So, anyways, it's being tested at Star Wars Launch Bay at Disneyland, now that my face is red. It's not known if the droid is being controlled behind the scenes by an operator. We can't confirm or deny that. 
But pre- but the confirmed yeah, or deny but presu- existence of yes, but presumably it will have some <laughs> level. What's funny is this this part that I'm reading from the tech blog. I'm thinking, okay, if the person who wrote that would have looked around and found the guy with the uh, Hawaiian shirt, he could have figured out yeah, right. who it was. But presumably, yeah, but presumably it will have some level of autonomous capabilities to avoid crashing into visitors and other obstacles. Jake also appears to be able to interact with the exhibits at the launch bay. When it rolls up to a control panel, the droid beeps and bloops at the computer as its head moves about, which triggers lights and other interactive elements. And they think that droids are going to be a big part of the Star Wars experience. So, if anybody sees Jake, let say say hi. <laughs> yeah, we we went over Jake's- there. We, we went over there to try to find him, and he wasn't there. We were sad. Yeah. Even if you don't like his name. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if Jake's the name of the Imagineer. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> head, there's head no designer. Other, here's the I'm going to try to defend myself. It's not a window on Main Street. Okay. Or like it's not a store. It's a droid. I feel like it should have had a droid name, even if it was the Imagineer or it was the first. Like, I feel like it could have been like, like we said, JK with an eight or something. I don't know. Anyways, but it's only testing it. So maybe Jake is just iteration one. But they're also using their money for some other stuff. Ooh, tell us. Yeah, New bit. popcorn buckets. Oh, yes. speaking of that, even more exciting. I got on a plane <laughs> today at John Wayne Airport, Orange County, and somebody was flying away right in front of me at TSA with their AP popcorn bucket. Nice. So, obviously, nice. I thought that was funny. Disney. Are we going to get to this story? Come on. Okay. I'm enjoying his anecdotes. Okay. By the way. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I was excited. I was like, "Oh, I got to tell the po- I got to tell the podcast that somebody's got one." And they're bring. I mean, they brought it with them, and they didn't pack it. It was a carry on because they don't want to lose it. Um, Disney plans to add the luxury hotel at Disneyland Resort. Something we've all what? Been so they're going to use this tax advantage. I think so. <laughs> Amazing! Big so, surprise. So to take advantage of the city's new policy, giving tax incentives to build luxury hotels and droids. I didn't know the tax was part of the the droids were part of, <laughs> part of the tax advantage. It's a loophole. Yeah, loophole. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, you have to name them after Jake. human beings. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there a councilman named yeah, Jake? Exactly. I don't there know. You go. Oh, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> one of Bob Iger's grandchildren yeah, exactly. named Jake. Disneyland officials submitted plans to add a fourth Disney-themed hotel at the resort. I put fourth in air quotes because Paradise Pier, I think, is questionable. Uh, Disney, yeah. Really. yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny, I, not to, I'm breaking the story, obviously, but Andrew was asking me, I said, hey, you know, because, uh, you know, we went to brunch in the morning with Tom and Rhino, which you're going to hear later on in another review. But um, Andrew was asking about I said, hey, they're going to build a new hotel. And I was like, what about the Paradise Pier? And I'm like, that's not real. Like, he's like, yeah, I guess you're right. It's not really a, it's like a pseudo Disney. So Disney proposes a 700 room, four diamond hotel and a parking structure on 10 acres at 1401 Disneyland Drive at the north end of the downtown Disney parking lot. Construction on the hotel would start in 2018 with a slated opening in 2021. While Disney Imagineering will design the hotel, which currently doesn't have a theme, Disneyland officials said, we will speculate in a second. Guests will dine in an upscale rooftop restaurant watching Disneyland's nightly fireworks over Sleeping Beauty Castle. There will be two pools, a fitness facility, concierge service, and a kids' play area. The average nightly rate would be about $450. 
The proposed hotel would be the first built at the Disneyland Resort in nearly 20 years and comes as the resort. It's been 20 years since Grand Californian? Yeah. I'm getting, 2001. I'm getting so old. Uh, in nearly 20 years and comes as the resort starts construction of the 14 acre Star Wars land. The Disney, oh, Star Wars experience. OC yes. Register needs to fix that. The Disneyland Hotel and the Disney Grand Californian Hotel and Spa are the only two properties in the city that fit AAA strict guidelines for the luxury four diamond rating. The Paradise Pier is considered a three diamond property. <laughs> A councilwoman, Lucille Kring, said, at this time, we're getting about $35,000 in property tax from the downtown Disney parking lot. If the Disney Luxury Hotel is built, we'll get multiple times the revenue for the city. That's entirely new income, and we're always trying to pay down our debt and provide more services for the residents. With Star Wars coming and the convention center expansion opening next year, there's a lot of good stuff happening here in Anaheim, Kring said. Last year, the city council narrowly adopted a policy allowing developers building hotels to the four diamond standards to apply to be reimbursed for 20 years, 70% of the transient occupancy tax collected from visitors staying at their hotel. Guests pay 15% of the room rate. Interesting that I'm sure that Disney said, hey, we'll build one if you can give us that. Uh, after the 20 years, the city would keep all of the bed tax revenue, which goes to pay off bonds that funded improvements to the resort district in 1996 and pay for general city expenses and community programs. Ma, ma, mayor, ma, mayor, Mom, mayor Tom Tate said he's very disappointed with Disney for applying for the tax incentive. I don't think Disney needs a subsidy, he said. They'll do quite well without one. Our city needs that tax revenue to provide basic services to our residents. The council already voted to not tax them for 45 years, and that's not enough, so they want us to write them a check every year for 20 years. I think it's outrageous. City leaders, however, have argued Anaheim needs more luxury hotels to attract higher-end visitors. City staff have said their research indicates the Anaheim market has room for at least 2,500 of these rooms. In order to receive the Four Diamond rating, Disney must spend at least $225,000 per guest room. Really? Yep. Could you just give me a house? And I'll like, <laughs> you know, like I mean, obviously not in Southern California, but I'll move for that. Including $30,000 in furniture, fixtures, and equipment in each room? Wow, I didn't realize that. The new flagship hotel would create thousands of jobs, benefit Anaheim with more than $750 million in additional tax revenue over the next four decades, while helping the city reach its slated goal of attracting more high-end visitors, said Tom's best friend. <laughs> Let's try that again, said Tom's I miss her best so. friend. Is it Susie Brown? Yes, Susie Brown. Oh. Uh, more, more, more information. It's expensive. I'm almost positive they didn't spend $30,000 on the room here. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> the whole room. The four. I guarantee Oh, that. interesting. I didn't know this. Um, let's see. They didn't say how much the project will cost, only that they're investing more than $2 billion in the resort over the next decade. That inc- This is not the part I didn't know. Um, the 5000 Spot parking structure and transit center nearby. The fourth hotel, however, is not part of the $1 billion investment deal Disney struck with the city last year to ban a gate tax for at least 30 years. I'm so confused as to all these bad yeah, no, deals. Yeah, like, all these, yeah. So let's forget about all that and let's talk about the darn hotel. <laughs> what do you think it's going to be themed? Hmm. I, I don't know because... It's funny because the Disneyland Resort doesn't go in for theming all that much. No, light light theming. Yeah, and 
I'm thinking, Michael, it's there. They don't build anything new without DVC. I've been wondering about that. Yeah. I mean, I can never get. I mean, of course, I try it like the night before, which is I know crazy. Like, but hey, but it's it's never it's available. Seven hundred. How many rooms does the Disneyland Hotel have? Ish. Do we know? Uh, let's find out. I don't know. I can look it up. Because <laughs> seven hundred does. But- 700 doesn't seem like all that much, does That's it? what or... I'm thinking, but maybe we're not... 990. Okay. All right, Google... so it's still good okay, sense. I give Google a lot of credit. A big card that just said 990. Just boom, here it goes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Siri. Yeah. No, Google. Um, okay, Google. <laughs> um, so Tom and I were discussing this at our brunch. Um now, before the would you hear, would you hear more about? No, we didn't. No, we wait, Tom. Really, the big news is that I saw you three times this week, face to face. I know, right? Because I was training up near Tom's house, like a school district, like half hour away. So we went to dinner a couple times, and we were discussing this. And I was, I just don't know how physically they're going to be able to put that many rooms in that space unless they go tall. But then Tom mm-hmm. brought up the whole idea: if it's tall, it's got to be. I, there, well, there's aren't there? Didn't Disney put in help put in the laws about how high things could be? Yeah, I was. And if it's tall enough to be seen, then it's got to be themed so that when you see it, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, we'll start to see f- balloons being floated when they when they really start getting to design and construction. But yeah, it can't be visible from the parks. Yeah. And then my question is: Is it going to be a second? Okay, if Grand Californian is the the flagship in terms of fanciness, let's say, are they going to make one as fancy? Because it has to be if it's got the four, or is it... Like, I know Disneyland Hotel's got the four diamonds, too, but Grand Californian seems more... Like, I know just my word, fancy. So do you think it's going to be kind of in between Disneyland Hotel and Grand Californian in terms of fanciness? I, my favorite if word... They- if they call this a resort and spa, then it should be on level with the Grand Californian. I agree. Okay, I so also, I, I, it has to be for ratings so that it'll qualify. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. all that. So then the theme couldn't be crazy themed because I mean, how are you going to have a Star Wars hotel and spa? That's Star yeah, Like no. that doesn't like think of the Grand Cal. Like I, I got to stay at the Grand Floridian for one night with the DVC, and it was just a nice, really nice. Hotel, like it's a it's be- yeah, they're beautiful. It's rooms. beautiful. It's nice. I mean, so is that what they're gonna? I just realized something that I'm now excited about. There's gonna be more restaurants. Mm-hmm. So okay. interesting. J- just to give you an idea, the Paradise Pier Hotel has 489 <clears throat> rooms. That all? Wow. And that's all. And according to to Mr. Google, and Grand Californian Hotel uh, Hotel and Spa 1019. Wow. wow. Does that include DVC? Do you know? I'm guessing it does. I would think it does. Hmm. I also heard that they are trying to figure out how they can make a back entrance into Disneyland from that hotel. Ah. Because that's one of the things that people like about the Grand is the entrance into California Adventure. Okay. Can, have, did we discuss where this is going to be, this hotel? Yeah, my, It's going to be in the downtown Disney parking lot. The back okay, of the, yeah. is, 
Okay, so from is, how ahead, would Michael. they get to the back of Disneyland from there? I, don't know. I bet you they could. They, I bet you they could get through New Orleans Square somehow. Because if you think about that, the location of it, where the Disneyland, it's it's shoot with everything torn down, it could even come in through. I'm thinking Star it would come in through Star Wars Land because that's going to bump up against the burb. Yeah, burb, the burg, the berm. What I, any word that starts with B E R. Um, you know what's so funny is I knew what you were talking about. This <laughs> well, I gotta but, go ahead. But I'm th- and I th- I'm thinking of the parking lot that's on the okay I'm I have I'm thinking of okay so, so this parking lot is near the Disneyland Hotel I'm thinking of the no one no 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 okay sort of near Paradise Pier no we're no. talking about the downtown Disney okay so you've got uh, Rainforest Cafe right and then there's oh. a parking lot that's okay, downtown the one Disney I never park in right okay yeah. and then there's the we're talking about the the back half of it closest to the road. That runs between, like, where the um, Mickey and Friends and the Disneyland Hotel and Downtown Disney Roads go. Okay, yeah, now I know. So what I was, so what I was thinking, Michael, is if you're in the Fantasy Tower facing north, where you would be able to normally see the fireworks, Mm -hmm. this new hotel is going to block the fireworks at an angle. Yeah, because it's like, is this is this in the area where they always rumored another? tower of the disneyland hotel would be constructed um no because i think they were talking about like on the road there so this would be further further north closer to is that disney way that comes right there by um yeah that runs east and west it's that runs east and west that's magic way magic way okay magic way then it's it magic it's yeah, Magic Way is it, it? It it would be in between uh, the Mickey and Friends parking lot and the Disneyland Hotel on the left hand side. I'm so confused. Yeah, me too. Okay, do you know where the Lilo and Stitch parking lot is? Yeah, behind. Uh, it's behind behind the it's it's part of the Paradise um, Hotel Hotel parking, isn't it? Okay. Like over by the little oh you're like right like the convention I was, I was way okay too so missed. wait are we talking about where I'm now confused as to how they're going to Disneyland okay I'm bringing okay. up Google Maps okay yeah me I'm so, well no because it's, no, it's, cool, it's cool are we at the are we at it's the parking my... lot that is right next to the convention center where all the running stuff is when there's the Run Disney stuff that parking lot no nope okay. nope we're at See, that's we're at, the one I no was we're at downtown di- we're at downtown Disney. Okay, so the one I always park in and then walk by the little valet by the ESPN zone, that one. Yes, except yes. except the north half of it. Okay, so now the, you the know I don't know it, north. I'm sorry. Okay, the half Tom. of it, the half of it's the the half of it that's further away from downtown Disney. Yeah. The half okay, that's so closer you, to Mickey and Friends. Okay, hold on, hold on, Tom. It's this. It's the half when you come when you drive into the parking lot and you don't go left because it's too far to walk and you go right. It's the left, right? <laughs> it's the left side. Okay. And that's where the Haunted Mansion Critter Country is. Yeah. Um, See, they'd have I, to go through backstage areas to get there. It's, well, I, they're doing yeah. so much construction right now, Michael. I could see them. I could see them laying the groundwork to put in a nice passageway. Yeah. It's okay, so it's between Disneyland Drive and Downtown Drive okay. and and, and, and just way. south of Magic Way. 
Yeah. Now, you know okay. what got me excited was Mary Jo saying if it backs up to New Orleans Square, that then that could be the theme you go with. Theme of it, right. Because it, I just like, I thought that was all making me excited there. The only, mm-hmm. the only thing that I see is it would have to probably go underground because you'd have to go underneath the train, the berm. Yep, that's and, what I was and, thinking. And the tram. Mm-hmm. And the tram. The tram goes by there too. If we if we see any uh, any um, what do you call it? pedestals and a track going overhead, then that might be something else that's happening. I'm kidding. I'm talking about a monorail <laughs> extension. Oh, right. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice though? Mm-hmm. All right, it's gonna be interesting to see. Well, and and Disneyland has not, other than the the announcement from from Susie Brown, my fr- good friend, uh, they haven't really announced anything on the Disney Parks blog or anything like that. So that's kind of a wait and see. I think I think they weren't expecting people to find find the, the find the filing. All right, thank you, Tony. All right. That's the news, Sherry. Okay. Uh, time for rapid fire. Let's start with Michael. All right. Mine, mine aren't that long today. Uh, those of you who are in, enjoy graphic novels or comic books, you know that Marvel has been producing a series of them. Like <coughs> Secrets of the Weird, Figment, Figment 2, and The Haunted Mansion. Well, they announced this past week that they are starting an all-new adventure in the Tiki 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 Room. And this is all part of that the Disney Kingdom series. This is going to be a five-part comic series. It's going to debut in October 2016 in the Disney parks. And I usually get mine through Amazon. Uh, What I do is I wait until they're published and then they have a hard copy book with all of them inside of it. Um, this series will take place on an isolated <coughs> island in the South Pacific, and it and on this island lies a magical resort, a place of legend, of mystery and fantasy, a place populated by talking and singing birds, plants, and tiki gods, a place where anything can happen, a place another than the Enchanted Tiki Room. So our story takes place when the next group of visitors arrive by boat to the famous tropical hideaway and stories uh, will unfold and mysteries will be revealed in this series. Why are they there? In this series, you're going to discover how they're all connected. In And the series is called The Enchanted Tiki Room. And this is written by John Adams and it's with help of Disney Imagineers Tom Morris and Andy DiGenova, Josh Shipley and Brian Cosby. And Josh and Brian are really in a marvel, really into the legacy of Walt really in the theme park. So this is, this will be great. Um, the five issue series is of course inspired by the enchanted Tiki room. And so you'll be able to follow various characters on their journeys of mystery and adventure whilst on the enchanted Island. And uh, through a series of vignettes, they all come together in a revealing and climactic ending that unmasks the alluring mystery. So anyway, so, uh, Sounds like this should be a fun series. Uh, for folks who, you know, um, are excited about the opening of Shanghai, you want to tune in to any of the Disney cable channels on Thursday, June 16th, because they are going to be running a Shanghai Disneyland opening ceremony special. So check that out and check your local listings for 
times and channels. Excellent. I will go next because it's a good segue. Um, celebrate Shanghai at California Adventure uh, on again Thursday, June sixteenth, when Shanghai opens. Um, California Adventure will celebrate with local entertainers, uh, meet and greets with Mushu and Mulan, and special Asian-inspired items. Uh, this celebration is going to take place in Hollywoodland. Starts at 10 a.m. and goes till 5 p.m. Um, also, they are giving away uh, Shanghai Disney buttons to anyone who comes into either Disneyland or California Adventure starting at, I'm sure, Park Open. So that's kind of cool to celebrate Shanghai <clears throat> here in Anaheim. I'm and putting word can, out. I want a button. And you somebody. can tell them. And you can tell them. Thanks, Shanghai, <laughs> for the buttons. I want a button for a button. <laughs> All right, uh, and that's Michael at www.info.com. All right, Mary Jo. Mary Jo. The the box for Michael gets larger and yes, larger. Yes, right. Yes. Recipe cards, <laughs> buttons. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, did you get your um, talk like a whale button? No, because my family would have killed me if I had done that. We had a we had a thing where we went to uh, we had a family day at Northrop in Palmdale. So my family came up from San Diego. It turned out not to be quite what I expected. So we ended up also going to the Reagan Library and had a fantastic day. So just a just a post housekeeping. If you have time, go to the Reagan Library. It's a fantastic yeah, it mm-hmm. place to visit. So, yeah, that's what we did. So I didn't get a shake. They had no whale buttons in the <laughs> <Reagan> Library. <laughs> so Slackers. Um, yeah. Um, this past week, though, I had the opportunity to go to the Hollywood Bowl to see the Little Mermaid mm-hmm. concert with Jody Benson. Did you guys know that Mike Peraza, who's another um, artist at Disneyland, was one of the animators on The Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. I see him up at the Walt Disney Family Museum periodically. I did. The first time I saw him was when they had the steampunk, the steampunk in, at the Disneyana, and he was dressed to the hilt like that. Just so he's always stood out to me, and I kind of follow him a little bit. So when I saw him up on the stage, because they kind of um, honored the animators up there, that was really, really cool. But the reason why I'm bringing up the Hollywood Bowl is because now that I know it, because it was my first concert, coming up on June 24th, they're having a Sound of Music sing-along. So while you watch Julie Andrews, uh, Mary Poppins, a.k.a., and and um, Maria in the Sound of Music, you can sing along. Tickets start at 25. They still have plenty of availability. And you can go online. Just put in Hollywood uh, Bowl, Google it, and then you can buy a ticket for it. It's going to be a lot of fun. You get a lot of energy. And then another really quick one. I read on the Disboards that the California Story Tour can possibly be ending. They said that they were told, and I haven't verified it myself, but I believe our listeners, um, or our readers, excuse me, our dizzers, um, they said that they talked to two different cast members at California Adventure, and they said that the last tour will be July 4th. Hmm. So the only tour that's available at Disneyland Resort is going to be Walk in Walt's Footsteps right right now. I don't, and probably Welcome to Welcome Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. yeah, Welcome to Disneyland. 
Interesting. So it's interesting. And they and they were told that the other tours are it's indefinite. No, uh, excuse me. Uh, California Story, it's canceled indefinitely. So I have no idea what's going on with that. That really disappoints me. Was it that was it not selling? Such a good tour. I I don't know. Maybe they just don't advertise it enough. You know, when people right. go to Disneyland, I, they don't. Yeah, right. Because I've never seen it advertised at all, and the surveys and questionnaires were not asked about it. Because we, I know that several of us get them. A lot of them, but you always hear about the different tours when you walk into Disneyland. The the guided tour booth or building is right there, you know, and you always see the cast members in the in the plaids. But when you go to California Adventure, there, uh, what is it, Michael? The not the city hall, but it's kind of like the city hall. Chamber of Commerce. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's tucked away. It's behind this beautiful right. old car. But if you don't know to go back there, or somebody directs you, people aren't going to go there to get the tour. So maybe it, it, it's just. I think it's really sad because it, it was a fantastic tour, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All and their tours are pretty good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was so disappointed. The horticulture tour is. They discontinued that because I really enjoyed that one. I asked them about that one, and they said that while the construction is going on for the railroad and the Rivers of America, that the horticulture and the Discover the Magic tours were on hiatus. Yeah, and I don't understand. I, I mean, I don't understand why that would impact those two tours. The well, Discover the, the Magic, yes. Yeah, because we okay. went over to Tomsoe Island. Oh, okay. The horticulture but, one, I don't, didn't. I agree know. with you. Yeah, the horticulture, I don't, I'm trying to think in my mind, I don't remember going to any part of the park that it didn't, that that's blocked off. And if the, it did, there's so much there at Disneyland that they could kind of tweak it. Yeah, on mine, the farthest we went up towards the Star Wars expansion or, or whatever their experience was, uh, you know, we went up and looked at the cacti up at the exit oh. of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and that was and it, it, and that's still open. Yeah, it's the, it could definitely still go there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I you know, I was thinking, well, maybe because they don't want even more people walking around in groups because since we don't have that pathway going from Frontierland through Fantasyland, oh, yeah. maybe they, they don't want to have more crowds. Not that, you know, what, what is it, 10 to 20 people? That's, I don't know. We need to talk to our our cast member friend Tyler. Tom, you know him. <laughs> he's in Shanghai. <laughs> oh, he's in Sh- Oh, darn it. Okay. Thanks, Shanghai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the whole the whole Disney media te- Disneyland media teams in Shanghai. <laughs> okay. Well, good luck to them. They're, they're excellent. They're an excellent team. Yeah, they are. I'm with Michael that they need to bring that horticulture cultivating the magic tour back. Yep. All right, thank you, Mary Jo. Tony. That was those were my positive okay, input cool. inputs. <laughs> Thanks to Nancy, who cannot be with us, she gave me a rapid fire and she sent it out <laughs> and I took it because anything where I don't have to go find one. So thank you, Nancy. Laying on the beach. <laughs> Legoland has a free day <laughs> offer. Why are you laughing? Lego then, because it's a Nancy one. I didn't no, say okay. Laying on the beach. Oh. I was like, okay. <laughs> Actually, I have two. Well, you I wonder if she's having a naked meet and greet on the beach. She, she, she could be. People. She 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 is very good about being like the natives. So. 
Legoland. Legoland, if you have an annual pass, you can bring a friend for free until July 1st. And I actually looked at the prices here, and you think, well, okay, a regular ticket is $87. So it's worth an, it's an $87 value. You can get a pass for $149. So it actually almost makes it worth it to get the pass because you get the free day. And they'll do down payments and stuff. But you that includes bring a friend free through July 1st. You need to have your um, your pass. And then you can get a one-day, same-day guest ticket to Legoland, California, and Sea Life Aquarium. Uh, they're two separate tickets, but you can get one for each. Must be used on the same day. One ticket per member. Sea Life Aquarium, Legoland. So if you're considering getting a pass, you might want to get one. Yeah. And, uh... Man, yeah. what is going on? Nancy is here. Want- I know. That's was- <laughs> <laughs> Is there a cat fight yeah. going on in one of your hotel rooms? There is. There is a cat fight going on. We have this stray cat that adopted us, and she's very territorial. There is a cat that a tuxedo cat that's trying to come on our porch, and she's screaming at him. I didn't know you guys could hear him. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she's very territorial. She's fixed and everything. She just doesn't like other cats on her porch. Circle of life. <laughs> Sorry. So that's Legoland for you. If you got a pass, get, if not, you might want to get one and get a free day and bring your kids' friends so you don't have to talk to them. I didn't. Legoland's actually a beautiful park, you know, and with the, they have a little aquarium there and there's so much to do when you go there. And the weather there is the best you're going to get because it's right near the coast, so it'll never get super hot. Yeah. That's it. Very cool. All right. Thank you, Tony. All right. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Diz Unplugged podcasts this week. And, of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. Bye.